Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, I'm Steph. And I'm Simon. And welcome to The Food Fight where we offer a different perspective on food culture issues around Australia and the world. We'll talk with chefs, producers, business owners and experts to hear their stories and find out what makes them tick. This week we're speaking with Alex Deli, chef and owner of Small Town in Milton and previous chef and owner at St Isidore in Milton, about the challenges and rewards of owning an upmarket venue in a regional area. Here we go. All right, welcome to another episode of The Food Fight. Uh, as usual, we'd like to start with an acknowledgement of country. So we'd like to acknowledge the Budawang people of the Yuan Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather today and pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. All right, it's The Food Fight Podcast. My name's Steph Postuma, co-host Simon Evans. Hello. And we find ourselves at Small Town in Milton with chef and owner Alex Deli. Hey, Alex. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Good, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, driving down from Wollongong, as we were saying before, the landscape, like the greenest that's the ever greenest, been. After. Yeah, it's uh, like Hobbit green. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of the Shire at the moment. Mm. It's crazy. It's, um, yeah, if you were down here four weeks ago, it, it, the contrast is insane to actually see the amount of rain we've had recently it's kind of yeah bizarre it's truly but you were saying it's basically the greenest you've ever seen i've been here for 10 years and i've never seen it like this yeah Yeah. amazing especially post apocalypse fire Mm. situation but that's another another story another Another story yeah a weird mix driving down of burnt out trees and yeah black and despair and then suddenly opens up into kind of green oasis yeah Mm. yeah amazing all right well I guess we're down here for, for listeners to give a bit of an introduction in um, what we wanted to talk about today is like Simon and I are both passionate about small business and about regional, you know, regional food and mm-hmm. so are you. And yep. we've got two, you know, well, you're a former owner of a fine dining restaurant. Simon owns a fine dining restaurant. We just wanted to talk about, um, you know, owning businesses in, in regional areas. Yeah. So I guess... We, we've got to start off with maybe let's just start off with the whole why did why did you move to the south coast like why did you decide to move down to Mil- milton oh, good question um uh, where'd well, you move I grew, from? I grew up in canberra yeah I, I, was, uh, I was born in new zealand but i grew up in canberra from uh primary school sort of nearly finished high school there then i moved to melbourne but we used to holiday down at uh, south Durris, which is about 40 minutes south of here um we bought a, my family bought a caravan down there within a park and me and my family used to spend our summers winters every every school holidays basically 
fishing and surfing down here. Um, and then I guess the, the, the crux of it came when my father passed away, actually, um, uh, about 12 years ago. And he, he lived in Canberra, I lived in Melbourne, and I was at a bit of a crossroads with where I was at in Melbourne. Um, where were you at the time? Uh, Circa. Okay. Which, which was when Matt Wilkinson was there. But yeah. that they were in a transition period. Like, it was all kind of happening there, changing. And I just felt like maybe it's time for a change for me. I'd been there for five years. So, and then I was just reading Gourmet Traveller one day. And there was an article on Rick Stein opening up his place up in Mollymook. And I was like, gee, that might be what I'm looking for in a weird way so i just moved up here um and yeah 10 years later i'm still here and loving it yeah cool tell us about finding because the the site of sinisador your former restaurant is amazing yeah tell us about the process of finding that and and deciding yeah this is what we want Uh, my my wife i've got to give her a lot of credit she's doesn't sit back for anything she's sort of i'm quite the procrastinator to be honest with you (laughs) um so when she moved up here with me i moved up a couple of months before she moved up here um and uh she moved up here and she just doesn't hold back and i think that's a key thing with business is people you need someone who's just got the balls to just go right let's do it because honestly like opening a restaurant is not the smartest thing you can do in the world there's a lot of jump in eventually yeah you gotta you gotta have a bit of sort of there's a lot better, smarter ways to make money than opening a restaurant, that's for sure. But she, we, I mean, ego comes into it and passion. Um, so she, we literally were, were been here a year and she, uh, we've got the local, local paper, the Ulla Dulla Times or uh, the, yeah, the local paper and in the classifieds there was just this little three line um, ad for a restaurant for lease, ready to go, a name and a number, that was it. <laughs> she rang it and I'm like what are you serious like you know I'm just a sous chef at a restaurant locally I was like I'm not ready for this in my head but at the same time I'm like alright let's just go with it um, so he organised rang the number the guy actually doesn't live at the property he lives in Canberra so we had to organise for him to come down uh, meet us on a on a day and he took us for a walk around and showed us and we are like oh gee this is actually pretty special pretty, here pretty like, amazing, it's yeah. like three acres it's got gardens that are well overgrown like it'd been closed for three years um for whatever reason uh, lots of reasons but um yeah and then we had a look around and like again just we just jumped off we just said fuck it let's yeah. just let's just do it yeah <laughs> i don't <laughs> like know. it's to this day it still baffles me that we did like because <laughs> it, it like it, it was not a smart thing to do really but when I say it wasn't smart, it was a massive risk, as it always is with that sort of mm. thing. But yeah, we just went for it, opened it really naively. But my my background has always been fine dining. Like I started an apprenticeship at Ezard in Melbourne, mm-hmm. which was um, the best new restaurant the year that I started there. Um, so that was like, yeah, straight into the two hat, three hat game. I, I didn't really know what that was at the time, but then <laughs> eventually I quickly learned, okay, this is pretty. I'm in a pretty good spot here. I'm just a, yeah, a first year apprentice washing dishes most days. Um, but then uh, quickly, okay, this industry is pretty got a lot going for it. Like it's adrenaline, yeah, um, and that's kind of what this was as well. It was just adrenaline. We just went for it. I sort of wrote a menu, 
we opened without uh, we didn't have any money but we just sort of used what was there already and we just sort of opened it and the community sort of embraced it because i mean it is a small town but it's sort of i mean rick stein's just down the road yeah he's like kicking goals so we were like okay we just kind of trying to fit in with that crowd cupids was over that way as well they were doing really well as well so we were like just another adding another dimension um and yeah it's it's we were there for eight years. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it went really fast too. <coughs> yeah, it, it, we blinked our eyes and we were like, next thing you know, we've got three kids and yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, ten years later. Real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you um? Did you like opening a fine dining restaurant down here? Is you know, it's a challenge. Obviously, it's a challenge, but it's it's it seems as if down here when people are developing a business. It's hard to like having a local crowd is so important. Like having a Most local crowd, yeah. We're known as a as a holiday region, but as the bushfires just showed, like without the, the tourist trade is is only a small, it's a massive part. But without the backbone, which is the local community supporting you, yeah, you you wouldn't go anywhere. You you wouldn't last a year for sure. Mm. How, how did you go about kind of engaging and getting the the locals on board or did yeah. that just kind of happen did they just, I, yeah, just appreciate what you were doing or? we tried to look after them we did one of these things called a locals night on thursday night there's yeah. something we stole from a restaurant in melbourne that um we knew that had this locals night no it's more than a more of a name than anything we didn't yeah we didn't, we didn't ask for id or anything to <laughs> prove that you were a local <laughs> sure, or anything yeah. like that yeah. <laughs> but we did that on thursday nights with the set menu with a set price that the locals kind of felt like okay we've got some ownership of this place in mm. a way it wasn't just that but yeah, and um, for the first few years, Joe worked on the floor. Like she was in there talking, and so people felt like they were in our house. Almost. Yeah, I think that's, that's super in useful. A, in a, yeah, it's so got all the advantage you can have as a small business. It, it as shit as it is, that you, yeah, yeah, you kind of have to be there. Yeah, and like I said, we had three kids under that roof, kind of thing. Not literally, but people felt like they would always ask, "Okay, how's Daisy now? Like, where's she at? Like, is?" They, our kids were there too, like running around. Like mm. literally, some days Joe would have a sleeping baby on her back while she was helping me in the kitchen pump <laughs> it out. Like it was just, yeah, it was. It wasn't the fine dining restaurant that you, you sort of see in films and stuff. It was like, okay, this is just a family business. At the end of the day, we're basically just a fish and chip shop, but doing yeah. it. Did did you did you? Cause I was like, I'm still get annoyed at the fine dining term yeah i definitely do um yeah. when you see you know restaurants in sydney and it's just so uber slick and everyone's in suits and it's yeah. like that's not what we really do yeah it just gonna and everyone gets kind of lumped in yeah under that same term yeah and there's all these articles like with renee giving his chefs <laughs> yeah three months off a year and like all this stuff and it's the the genuine reality of it you got it getting dirty every yeah. day like yeah mm. and fine is not the the, yeah. <laughs> the word you'd really no, say <laughs> yeah we try to i mean i guess at the end of the day a fine dining restaurant is about presenting a polished um kind of a representation of the the experience but it behind the scenes there's a lot more to it than that yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. sweat and literally tears <laughs> and and literally blood as well. Like yeah. it's yeah. like it's it's not glamorous. Yeah. But I, on the on the surface it is. <laughs> I yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day, uh, who works at a fine dining restaurant in Sydney 
and you can't not, you can't say fine dining without putting without your hand putting yeah. the yeah they and can't say yeah, the bunny like, ears. I, I yeah, we have to come up with a new term. Yeah, yeah new it term. really does. I, I haven't heard a good one like casual fine dining casual kind of. Fine yeah, dining. feels like you're clean, a nice like, restaurant. Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah nice well, that's place. what I mean. It's just like yeah. like, what, we need what, like first grade, second grade, yeah, yeah, like football or something. There's places that are like like a wankery level. Group A, group two, a wankery. Because comes down to is like proper fine dining is more fuckery. How accepted are you in the industry? Like if you just put in good food out in a nice atmosphere and you like you do the small things like wait for someone to come back from the bathroom before you put their plate down yeah. which I know you always get do you real... fold the napkins while they're right? yeah, yeah yeah like little things like that which kind of is just like oh this seems like a normal thing to do but I know you, like, every time you've ever seen Steph someone like not take dish to a table and take it back to the kitchen because someone's in the bath and you've always been like oh it's so good well I just yeah. like attention to detail. <laughs> well, you yeah, know? yeah. It just and seems the details. Yeah, it just seems very a very normal. It's getting thing. more and more about that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. it just seems like a very normal thing. Like it's like it's always happening in all restaurants but, I've worked at. Yeah, I eat at, at good restaurants whenever I can, and it's not something that my I don't feel like my brain's really thinking about that. I, I guess my main focus is okay. How how delicious is it? Yeah, mm. and yeah. As long as nothing goes wrong, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. I, I, I kind of watch everything quite closely, but generally, if everything's yeah. if the food stays, I guess what we're talking about is the, the blood, sweat, and tears. Like, I if there is a mistake made, I I totally get it. Like, yeah, it yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, whereas totally. some people who don't know the industry, possibly a bit harsher, and they're like, oh, geez, yeah, fine exactly. dining restaurant, and yeah, yeah, this exactly. has happened. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think what Simon, the point that Simon's made in the past as well is like, mistakes happen. They don't happen often, but people respond to mistakes like you did it to them. Yeah. Like, yeah. and they're like, oh, how could you do this to and me? Yeah. And it's, it's like, almost like they're writing the review yeah, in their head yeah, yeah. when they so get you there. Just got like, those, it's okay, like the front door. It's like, like, <laughs> okay. if, well, me, like the, with the magpie goose on occasion, there'd be a shot left in the meat. And like some, someone's been in the oh, leg. Oh, really? So yeah, someone's been in the leg, and I'd like I'd, I'd be stoked if I did that. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'd, but I'd grind the leg up like through through a grinder, but the shot would just fit through the grinder, in the leg. Yeah, right. So yeah. occasionally, being a bit of sausage, and like so, occasionally, like you know, check through, check through it, like, and it very, very quick. In, you know, when you don't actually hit it, when you slice it, yeah. you end up in someone's sausage, <laughs> and it's like such a rare occurrence. Like it's one, like one in a couple of hundred. Yeah. And generally, most people fine, but some people just be really offended that you put a shot in their sausage yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like fuck like i'm really sorry that you were the unlucky you <laughs> well, know 101 person yeah. that that happened to yeah but it's it's, well, it's it wasn't also it tells a story yeah, well exactly I yeah yeah. It's it. yeah yeah for sure it's, it's actually wild, it's actually wild caught yeah, you know? yeah. for sure yeah I, I don't know i was just gonna say that i'm um, as you were saying alex like the what happens out the front is the polished end of yeah. of, of any any restaurant or cafe and and, and places look so beautiful but one thing where everything looks the same for every restaurant is the loading dock yeah like it, it's it, there's always yeah. crates yeah. and ciggy butts and <laughs> yeah. and and big like tubs yeah. of t- drums Empty of grease and shit and yeah. Yeah. And like yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever and it never it's never a pretty place mm. yeah but sure. um yeah ties it all together yeah you see the all, all restaurants basically are built around the same model I guess it's yeah. all been done the same for a exactly hundred yeah. years um, at the end of the day, yeah, the dining rooms where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back there, there's, <laughs> there's stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Can we talk a little bit? I mean, we're still sort of with your experience at Sinisador, but um, mm-hmm. can you give us a bit of a an understanding of 
what it's actually like, the differences between, say, trading in January around here and trading in, you know, June or something when yeah. it's not holidays, like that actual, like what the contrast is like. Yeah, so it's pretty, it's, it's phenomenal really. Um, so, I mean, December things start warming up in terms of, okay, we do, did a lot of like uh, work, Christmas parties and so things start building, building, building. And then, yeah, come January, um, that that's our that's literally kind of the bread and butter for the whole year. It's where we put on our fat. So, w- without January, it's almost well, we're yet to see how how devastating it is. Without having a January, we might see soon. But you put a, it's nearly sort of I don't know what percent I can put a number figure on it, but it's probably in the twenty, thirty, forty percent of the years it's every mm. day is like lunch dinner is full like in general people away yeah. every day yeah every yeah day. okay every well day. that's good indicator yeah. Yeah. yeah every day um and then usually january once school goes back it sort of subsides but it stays buoyant and it still keeps going and then easter comes around and that's our next big hit um so we're hoping for a good one this year but yeah, without without a January, yeah, it's all, the whole town. We're seeing it right now. Is um, yeah, I guess no one's really gone bust without January yet. I guess, or maybe there are a few have, but um, I guess we won't really know until the dust settles because yeah. we haven't done a winter without a. Without it's almost like a farmer, like okay, we didn't get a crop this year. Yeah, do we have enough? like in the stores to survive and you guess you don't know you've got to Mm -hmm. we're going to have to ration basically what we can do for the rest of the year yeah but we're staying positive about it it's not doom and gloom but yeah summer is is everything kind of down here to some extent but like we were just saying the locals if you can get the locals on your on your side which i think we have done we brought a lot of locals to small town from san isidore they Mm. sort of were really interested to see what we were doing a few people were like, oh, okay, you don't have a view anymore. Ba-ba. Like, or, you, you know, <laughs> not growing it? your own vegetables anymore. Ba-ba. <laughs> Someone's still For the, the, mo- <laughs> the, the, the vastly large majority of people who um, come up, who are regulars that still come up here are stoked with what we're doing. And a lot of people are saying it's way better. Yeah, okay. So, I, awesome. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, the summer thing... Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's to mm. be continued, I guess. Mm. It's, yeah, I guess. It's hard for me to quantify. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... I mean, like, it's a, you know, restaurants are tight anyway. Yeah. Profit margins. And if you take yeah. away that busiest time, other... like what the South Coast had, then yeah. that's a uh, difference between making money or you know, losing money for your, for your year. Yeah. yeah. That, that, you know, it really is that difference, like a couple of bad months. And, and um, you, you, you see all the time that rest, restaurants have a couple of bad months and, and you know can go under like it's it's, yeah. it's that tight sometimes so yeah I mean yeah I think profit margin yeah that's a whole other kettle of fish when you talk about profit margins because I mean I could go on all day about it but um you know I think the the cost of everything's going up in a nutshell I don't it gets a bit boring if I talk about it too much but like gas is going up meat's going up electricity's going up rents are going up everything's going most, up but most podcasts yeah. <laughs> When you think about in the last ten years, the the cost of dishes on menus, it's been very static. It's been very static, and it's this is where people like we talk about. Oh, okay, let's bring up a name, George Columbaris. He's kind of been lynched for not mm. yada yada yada. He's been a scapegoat. I'm not. I won't. I, we won't talk about that too much today. But the industry's 
being squeezed so hard right now. Um, people don't realise, I guess, but what was 10 years ago, restaurants were making maybe 10, 15% profit, maybe, if they were doing good. Yeah. Now, the, I think the general... The average is down yeah. to like 4%, I think, yeah. for, for Australia. Just, maybe o- just over 4%. hospitality businesses. Yeah. Which is, like I was saying before, who would really honestly open a restaurant yeah, mm. for you, that <laughs> yeah it's, uh, you yeah. Just, you'd have to love it but honestly. i think like re- regional like whereas sydney prices i think they've still managed to increase prices for mains they, and, yeah. and, and, and entrees and the demand and things like sides are go to sydney and it's like 12 bucks for a fucking little side yeah. salad now yeah like that's gonna be regional, yeah that brings up another co- it's, point it's the regional, regional we have to 40 40 bucks is still expensive for people's mains yeah. Mm. In, 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 in yeah, gone, even in Wollongong, which here. is, yeah. Yeah. everyone oh, talks about steaks. So that, that's my sort of thing. Like, okay, the cost of growing, be, like we're in a drought, eh? Yeah. That's straight off the bat. Yeah. yeah. Meat's going to cost more. And then, okay, we can't feed the cows grass anymore because there's no grass. We're going to have to feed them grain. We're going to yeah. have to buy grain. And, and like the flow on, it's like infinity levels yeah. of you, you really shouldn't be able to serve a steak for less than 40 bucks yeah the fact that people we have to people yeah. do and restaurants do and they, and they either yeah. shows that they got some magic workings or they have to just find the profit somewhere oh, else yes yeah, so, or someone's losing out on the chain some yeah. fa- some farmers getting fucked yeah. somewhere if you've got a steak you've got steak chips on for like less than 40 bucks now in a restaurant yeah i um, don't know how you can do that yeah, mm. yeah. um but, but we have to. you still see it you still, still yeah. see it in you know, pubs across yeah, everywhere exactly still fucking right. that, like bucks. i said that's a can of worms <laughs> huge can of worms i think we've almost done whole episodes about this, yeah. this we can probably basically. edit all the little snippets of times we've talked about that and say <laughs> oh, that, that'll be a whole podcast, a podcast um, yeah, um, yeah the price one, of make, steak yeah fucking <laughs> exactly. Good question. But so, I mean, I guess to, to sort of carry on with the talk about you know the cost of, of stuff. Like when you open Sinisador down here, and you're trying to sort of grasp that local market that's going to keep you afloat through the quieter months. I mean, I'm trying to think about this area. Like you had Bannisters, which was always kind of the the fancy place to go around here, and then yeah. you had Cupids and stuff as well. But you opened a place that would have you know a tasting menu. Um, like, did you find it hard to figure out a structure where you could keep the price at a point where locals would come multiple times and and mm-hmm. and, or did you did you did you have like did you have a la carte and stuff as well? Or oh, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't actually or, actually have a tasting menu. Oh, you didn't have a tasting no, menu. No, we didn't. Oh, okay, we, my we bad. Sorry. We try to keep it like purposefully for that reason, a bit casual. Like, right. We try like we never set out to, for it to be actually a the fine dining restaurant yeah um we just wanted it to be a place basically that we would personally like to eat at i think that's what every chef and every restaurateur likes to think of their places somewhere i would like to eat yeah so we try to make it i kind of based it on previous experiences of different restaurants um but try and fit in with the vibe it was a country vibe so we try to like influence a lot of the vegetables and stuff which i think people really got but um, yeah, we we yeah we were pretty naive. We did we never we never set out to make it um, like a fancy restaurant. Hey, like it was just we just all we at the end of the day we're just pumping out what we thought was good food and yeah. good service and good wine. Cool. And the yeah. Did the did so? What was the like? What was the response from the the locals? Say like in the in your first couple of years? Like did you did they? Yeah. Did, strangely, yeah. Pretty, pretty very, consistent. Yeah, very consistent. I don't know because we like we just moved up maybe a year and a half, two years. Yeah, just less than in two years. 
before we weren't exactly locals at the time mm. so we didn't really know anyone um but everyone the this area maybe thanks to those restaurants rick and cupid's and that, that like everyone sort of had an interest in in good food in the area already um and so when we came along they they definitely embraced it for sure awesome um i guess like and i i just thought of this the fact that we are down the south coast and this is our first trip down to actually do this podcast but it would be uh, cool to just get you to tell us a little bit about some of the suppliers that you use and what it's like working in this region and the produce that you have access to and stuff like that and what it's like you know being a chef down here and yeah you know oh, okay like um at San Isidore, that's another difference is San Isidore, we try to promote the local thing a lot more than what i do here yeah um, mm. for no other reason that kind of there's a few other restaurants doing that quite strongly now yeah and um I feel like if we all kind of did the same thing, it would get a bit homogenized. So if yeah. you came down here for a weekend and it's all... But the, the region, don't get me wrong, is very strong in the produce game, especially like my... Fa- like I could go on about South Coast oysters forever. Like mm. Yeah. That, <laughs> there's lots of things that are great. Um, but these days with a young family, I'm sort of concentrated on just it's, it's the finished product. Sourcing local... It's fucking hard. Yeah, it's, it it's takes just, a lot of energy. It's a logistical nightmare. Yeah, it's just a lot like, of energy. A lot of times there's good stuff on your doorstep, but actually getting it from from your doorstep yeah. to your restaurant fucking It sounds it sounds kitchen. like an easy option, but it's actually yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit it's, more to it's it. It's so much so much more hard work, so much like, you know, so much easier just to order all your veg from one place every yeah. day. So it's not, I not, guess not the brutal not. truth is now I'm just trying to streamline the business in a way that I can spend more time with my family. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So locals become a little less not not a conscious decision to drop drop the local thing, but I've just been like, okay, what's the most efficient way to get the most delicious thing on the plate? And I've always been about the the end of the plate. I'm not gonna put local a beetroot dish on that just because it's local beetroots if i don't i don't even really love beetroots myself so <laughs> in a way so like I, I, yeah. at the end of the day my, my, my radi- main focus is, is it creative and is it delicious i guess so local as much as i try to use it where i can like uh someone was just saying like it's actually harder than it sounds yeah no <laughs> it's like we 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 sort of maybe tr- stripped back a bit last year when we were focusing more on sort of native stuff but the year before we're up to like kind of 25 suppliers like yeah. to the point where like our That's beetroots were coming from this guy and then this veg was coming from that guy and then we get this from this yeah, person. It gets have, a bit have of to a order that. They, that. they could only bring spider's that. Spider's web. Yeah, from, yeah. From, they could only bring that from there every second weekend and we'd have to meet them under a fucking flyover to yeah. pick up. Well, they ring you on the day saying something's yeah. happened. I can't. Like it was, it's... it's it's pretty tough. Like it's it's time consuming, and that's one thing you don't have. Yeah. It's a small business. Yeah, especially with much a time. few little kids, and no, we yeah, got no yeah. family up here. Like it's just me, and my wife, and my yeah. three kids. Yeah. That's it. Like I, we don't have grandma and a restaurant park and dump kids on. So <laughs> yeah. I, while I go looking a, for mushrooms, there'd be, like there'd be space for someone to just uh, literally be just net, be like a liaison. A networker. Yeah, yeah, just like go. We had a guy like that in Wollongong before. Used to that, bring that's us. A, yeah, good point. Mushrooms and stuff. But yeah, someone just listening, and you yeah, go around got a van and some time. Yeah. Go Some of the restaurants, they'd be much appreciated. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Be uh, some some money in that, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, maybe start an app. Chuck your little clip on it. Yeah. Go around in your little yeah. van. Yeah, like we make our own butter here, but I was trying to source local cream even. There's dairy cows all over. You probably, on your way down here yeah. from Wollongong, saw 
dairy cows all the way down, but I can't buy cream. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Even Tilba, the famous like dairy farm there, yeah. couldn't give me cream because no one buys Tilba skim milk. So without yeah. making skim milk, there's no cream. Ah, that's interesting. If you're going to buy Tilba. What do you get at South Coast South Dairy? South Coast Dairy. Yeah, that's us. what I use. That's what I use. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of like, but like yeah, I'm talking yeah, like there's like. Like across the, yeah, right. Narrow Willie yeah. just like 200 meters away from us right now. And I, the farmer said, no, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like. Even our seafood uh, like well, doesn't se- come in. It, it goes up there and then comes back. Yeah. You know, that, that's, like, that's the, yeah literally about to say local seafood, South Coast seafood. It has to go basically past us in Wollongong. Yeah. To Sydney. And yeah. then uh, either our Wollongong yeah. supplier or Sydney supplier brings it back down to us. In yeah, I buy all the tuna from Sydney, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so then you're like, well, what's the difference then in a kind of food miles perspective of yeah. buying it from here or buying it from, yeah. you know, if I'm getting a little mackerel so, or mackerel from fucking Swansea in Newcastle, yeah. Yeah. what's really different uh, environmentally? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. The, my bottom line is, is it how good it is? Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's always working out where, <laughs> yeah. where you quality. Put, yeah. If you if you keep your eye on quality, people will enjoy their experience. Mm. Whereas if the, the people these days really want to know where the food's coming from, but yeah. I don't think also like, I like don't know. local doesn't or like local small grower doesn't mean better. Like yeah. I've, I've had some fucking shit products from local growers yeah. before, oh, and, and the worst thing is I, I'm not sending them back. Or I'm not <laughs> asking for a refund because yeah. they're a small local grower and I know them. Yeah, like one time we had it's this something awful we pumpkins. have to be honest about in the industry is yeah. like yeah, like okay, <laughs> blowing the trumpet of local is good, yes, but le- like you know, let's Can be honest. Shit. Like let's keep like quality. And, yeah, you know, and then at the end of the day, like, like we've always said, like it's trying to find the quality we can find locally. Yeah. But if there's a much better product, and it's, yeah. you know, maybe a much cheaper product where we can kind guess, of, yeah. kind of it's, it's just the realities of it. And like I said, with things being squeezed even more and more, it's going to become yeah. more, uh, more I guess that's the restaurants. difference between fine dining. I get I, the, the fine dining thing is, yeah, to be a fine dining restaurant, you have to, the bottom line is the it's quality quality, yeah. quality has to, hit a certain exactly benchmark. yeah we don't let anything leave the pass that we ah oh, but yeah the leaves are a bit wilted yeah, or yeah. but like, they're local but they're, they're local. from the garden like yeah <laughs> like at the end of the day it has to be primo yeah mm. so. it's funny eh? I, I i recently like i grew cos lettuce in my veggie patch and like I remember I went to go harvest the first one and I was going to make a salad and I took a photo of it while it was still in the ground and then I took it into the kitchen and I ate a bit of it and it was fucking shit ass. It was like yeah. bitter and crap. And I was like, ugh. I was like, I can't make an honest yeah. Instagram post about my beautiful cos lettuce when it tastes myself. like yeah. shit. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's about, it's about honesty. I think this industry has to be about honesty and making sure like, okay, yeah, like... Instagram's a funny one because it's like everyone takes photos of all this stuff that they're doing and they're building up this image of what is the level and I guess it, for me it sometimes promotes a bit of anxiety of like yeah, saying yeah. okay how fucking good is this restaurant's Instagram like, yeah. Oh yeah especially when they've got professional <laughs> photography behind them for every single photo yeah, like, yeah. why do the dishes all like, look so fucking good I'm, they're doing a post a day at least and it's <laughs> like do I have to keep up with that like yeah. I've I got to shit to do like I've got to go <laughs> pick up the kids well, that's the thing I've got to run got to go to y- take the kids to yoga I've got to go shopping for the, like it's just like fuck yeah <laughs> totally there's pressure and there's pressure all around from all doing sides. it yeah like I don't think I'd have Instagram if I didn't have a business 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I find it interesting to scroll through it, but I, to be honest, like, I'd prefer to n- not be on my phone. But yeah. now I just have to do Instagram because I have a business. I mean, we yeah. all do. Yeah, yeah. And you know? it's part of this, yeah, <laughs> you're either in or you're out. That's right. it. But some people love it. And then that's yeah. just that, like, I mean, that's an advantage. Love it. An just advantage it. that they have is loving Instagram. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. It, unfortunately, some, like... Some restaurants or some businesses promote, like, they have a person to do that. Yeah. Like, they mm. pay someone. That's their job is yeah, to yeah. do their Instagram. There's, like, there's, there's value in it for right. certain businesses. <laughs> like, Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's one thing we've never really promoted. We don't put ads anywhere really yeah. we sort think, of run off our own steam reputation I think that might be the, the some of the benefits of being in a smaller yeah, smaller sure. pool being regional is, is you yeah. can you can go on reputation for Sydney it's so fierce yeah like, there's something popping up every week yeah, it's kind of the like, competition it's what genuinely I think like having having a hat in a, in a region is, is generally a benefit I'd, yeah. just, I'd like to ask some questions about that oh yeah for sure um, I think it's super interesting of the, the, the kind of flip of it um, but in Sydney there's you know, 100 hat restaurants and yeah. 22s and a couple of threes so you have to stand out and it comes down to you know there's a reason most there's not many really independently owned two hat restaurants in Sydney yeah because oh, it, yeah, it costs, sure. mo- costs money to get, get that level and it costs money yeah. to stay at that level. They're probably, like we were talking about, if we were, like restaurants were rated, not fine dining, but leagues. There's, yeah, there's yeah. a whole new league in Yeah, in yeah. The even kind of within the <laughs> Premier twos, League. Within we're, the twos, within of, the ones even. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. We're um, playing in some sort of community cup. Yeah, I think, I think we're still. We'd like to think we keep up, but yeah, it's a different. Yeah, I think it's it, not a level playing field. No, for sure. Um, but you can definitely get away with some. Get away with just being doing a reputation, doing it on that that kind of regulars. Um, yeah. And and you know things like things like winning a hat that puts you in your own little league when there's no one else kind of yeah. has one. Um, so I think like that is one advantage we do have over over city restaurants. We've got to take every single one we do. Yeah. Um, I don't think there is some disadvantages then of having a hat. Yeah. In a small area, I was talking before the podcast about how Kavoe still have a reputation of, of the kind of nose up, fancy white glove yeah. service that we haven't done for yeah. four or five years. Um, did you find after winning a hat, anything change or did this kind of locals uh, perception or your customer base change or? To be honest with you, I don't, I don't think so. I think the, cause we are, we were, had such a local base. Um, I think, I guess at the end of the day, we just keep the kept our heads down yeah. and just kept going forward. Um, maybe there was without me noticing. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah, I didn't. Good. It's hard hard to gauge something like that. But um, yeah, I guess there, I guess in reality, you know, okay, TripAdvisor is one of these things where occasionally I poke my head into and have a look and it's something that came up on a few negative reviews. Oh, I had a restaurant. Yeah, uh, that kind of expectations yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I expected more. And I guess... I guess saying that, yeah, there's probably was a bit of that, but I think for the most part, it did us it did us more good than bad. Yeah, cool. That's good. Yeah. Especially keeping it keeping it as one thing. Yeah. There's how how many years did you have a hat for? Alex? Four, 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 four in a row. Yeah, four in so a row. We yeah. did four four years without a hat, and then four years with a hat. Yeah, that's kind of part of the reason why we decided. There's lots of reasons why we decided to close in Isidore, but we um we got a hat for the fourth year in a row, and then like gourmet traveler us in their top 100 that year and our lease was coming up and we just decided maybe we just do, do like a little bit of a mic drop yeah. kind of thing yeah. and just go okay we're Finish the at the top of the game let's yeah. just like leave it at that yeah kind of thing kind of like the Beatles or I don't know like not <laughs> yeah, to get nice. too like it, like self-indulgent about it, the whole thing but like yeah it was something we just thought wouldn't it be good to just close a restaurant while it's we feel like it's at its peak which mm. Not many places get to do yeah. that. Like they tend to either close fast or fizzle. Or yeah, yeah. There's obviously 
exceptions, but yeah. And the, the plan straight away to do something like yeah. small town now? Yeah, yeah. Sure, we had that in the. So I guess like keeping keeping your reputation intact can yeah is probably quite a good way to transition of like yeah, this yeah. is this is my choice. We couldn't afford it to be honest, but we just again my wife pushes <laughs> and we just did it. Hey, we took awesome. out some loans that we probably in hindsight shouldn't have. Yeah, but um, we'll get let's we'll get get let's talk That's about. I want to keep talking about the decision to close Sinisador and some of the other like factors other than mic drop and and and, and leaving <laughs> yeah. leaving at the top. Actually, just back on hats, was did you notice? Did you actually notice? Because you said like four years no hats, four years hats. Did you know? Was there was there was there a big change when you first got one? Clientele, ter- clientele yeah. yeah. Even like uh, like foot traffic, like people. Yeah, doors. yeah, maybe because we were, we weren't exactly Sinisador's like off the beaten track. You got to go sort of mm. find the place. So I guess people, more people, yeah, were aware of us. Like like I said, we didn't didn't do any sort of marketing at all. So yeah, I guess it yeah definitely made us busier, and okay. whether that for good or bad in terms of what people expected. But I think for the most part, yeah, I'd say eighty percent of it was positive reinforcement. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, that did sort it, did of thing. It, did did it make you and change what you were doing at all? It certainly made me feel a bit more pressure and yeah. about it. Yeah, some mornings I'd wake up just like, all right, let's do this again but like uh, i guess the hat thing yeah that's when we opened up small town going on to that is like we were like okay we're not gonna try for a hat not that you can i mean who tries for a hat anyway but yeah yeah we we expect it we expect this place to sort of go under the radar a little bit in that respect but who knows but um yeah, hats hats are good, especially for a chef. Like chefs have got big egos, and yeah. like it's a bit of. And there's no hats really between Wollongong and yeah, I mean, Melbourne now. There's nothing yeah, to. There's a few restaurants that are on the cards well, this year, but that's yeah. one of the um. That's kind of like where I wanted to get to a little bit with talking to yourself and talking to some other business owners around this area. It's because hats in regional areas is, don't necessarily mean. A successful restaurant. No. So Hugh and Renee down True. in um, Marimula at Zanzibar. Yeah. They closed their restaurant the year after they got two hats. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, and if you're having a, a booming, really successful restaurant, there's, mm. you're not just going to close. A, well, massive mount. I mean, I think the the, yeah. the hope is to. Oh yeah, don't well, maybe not sure the, the terms they, no, they no, closed no, at, but um, yeah, yeah. getting two hats, you is kind of you think, oh, well, that will really that will really make us busy. Yeah. Like, and, and you, do, yeah. you do hear stories of, of been, restaurants yeah, going Double-edged from, sword, for sure. But what I, like, I guess sometimes, um, like, potentially, like, it takes a lot of skill and a lot of a lot of thought to have a hatted restaurant in a regional area that then still maintains that locals crowd and has an accessible mm. menu that people... Because maintaining a locals crowd isn't just about people coming in once on a special occasion. It's like... You want to find those people that have got the money and who like dining out enough to keep coming back to your when restaurant. Kind of had food is is as I mean, varied as it can be. It's inherently not something you want to eat that often. Like I know it's like <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to go out and have a you know once yeah. a week go for a to your yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to Cabo every fucking week. Yeah, and yeah. have a because we're inflexible because we're an interior deco. Yeah. Um, for for very different reasons for different reasons. But um, you got to, the type of food that people want to kind of consistently eat isn't always had food to so try mm. and balance that having those bells and whistles yeah. and that kind of it's a fine line all hey. those things and having people come back so you want, want the people who time. are going there for a special occasion to still feel as special exactly, as the people yeah. that are going there for the second time in mm. a fortnight like yeah 
which that's in Isidore, yeah. Like we kind of the garden helped with that because we sort of people felt like oh the carrots have just been picked today, which yeah was the case. But um, mm. there was an element of magic about that place, mm. I guess, with that respect. So, like I said, somebody a local can come in and have a great experience, or somebody some people would come in and say, oh, I just drove down from Sydney just to have lunch here today again and they loved it that's awesome mm. so you did sort of you did have those sort of clients as well yeah. these like destination yeah. diner oh, kind of clients because sure, yeah. i think that you can only really it seems like you can only really have a destination diner um in a in a regional area if you have a bit of land you know like possibly, like possibly, like you yeah. did out at um, well yeah it's kind of made the point of wollongong being counted as regional when yeah. we're on a fucking main strip of yeah. like a dodgy side of town. Yeah. Um, when you think of regional, you, you think, think of rest like and Isidore, Bray and kind of those... You know, or even big, big, like Ignean Geelong is a yeah, regional that's restaurant. that's a regional right? yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's literally just over the bridge. Yeah. From, yeah. So it's kind of, it's a weird, Melbourne, um, weird divide between <laughs> yeah. like a regional restaurant, you, you think of that. But of yeah, that when, you, when you think regional things. restaurant, you think acres and gardens mm, yeah. and statues and fountains and <laughs> chooks chooks yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Our, our garden is a like said earlier a couple of milk crates and a bottle of power and yeah. a pack of darts yeah <laughs> wild darts so, growing yeah. in the back. a lot of people as well like one thing that came up a few times at sin is it all was people would mention um, charging city prices, which is something like, it's like they're <laughs> in the country, but they're charging city prices. It's yeah. like okay, what? and you, you <laughs> see that? You see that kind of truck. I have to pay for often. the truck driver to drive it down here as well. It's like, further. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people think that like, like the, wages are the same. Yeah, and if if a lot of ways it's hard to find staff. So you well, have, that's you have that's probably, Yeah, people. going on to like wages, like finding staff is like the hard. Like there's. Positives to is that the having a restaurant in a, rest, in a regional area. It's there's positive like yeah. the lack of the competition is less than in the mm. city. But finding actual staff to pull off a fine dining restaurant yeah. is far and away the hardest thing. I think mm. that's um, far like it's it's tough in Wollongong. I, I can, how I can, tough it is down I can here. source seafood and meat and whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Finding a, a, a staff member who can tick all the boxes in terms of attention to the details and that's yeah. what it comes down to at the end of the day is the details is the yeah it's crazy Did, does that i've been looking for a chef for like a month still just, now yeah. yeah just to replace a chef who left because he had to, he moved back to sydney yeah i actually his, i think his i noticed his girlfriend that, uh, wasn't getting any work because of yeah right <laughs> yeah right yeah so that, that so do you think i don't know i think there might be a like a perception in this area with all the house prices in Sydney and things like that, that, that there are more younger people moving to this region um, for a bit of a sea change, tree change, yeah. um, to be able to afford a house and things like that. Is that something you've noticed in the time? Like, I mean, you just noticed then that you just said then that you haven't been able to find a chef and stuff. Has it become yeah. easy to find stuff at all or not? Not at all. Not no. at all. Wow. No, yeah. Not, so there you go. Not at all. Um, like the, the, the young kids who normally in the textbook, regional kids that finish high school and move to the city um they seem to be staying around these days a bit more like kids are seeing opportunity this this area is i guess you could say is having a bit of a boom yeah um where people have you know lots of people there's houses being built in the area like everywhere like it's really booming but i don't know where the people are finding their jobs where where they're getting yeah. like where the where jobs in building the houses and I guess these <laughs> days in the modern era people can have work in the regional area and 
make their money in the city via the internet or like mm. you know yeah. re- working remotely remotely is a big one working there or they commute but yeah no nah, staff is yeah a headache <laughs> mm. and there's more businesses opening maybe that's, that's right. one of the things is like with more cafes and restaurants it means maybe there yeah. is a pool of more oh, staff but there's did, just more the restaurants. restaurants in like last 10 years like like doubled in australia yeah like, and go. staff numbers have, have dwindled yeah, yeah. like it, it literally is just more it's staff spreading, really appealing, spreading against. i guess that's why we have to like appeal to the, try and keep the staff that we've got you know mm. luckily we have done that like my sous chef's been with me for six years. My restaurant manager's been with me for six years. Yeah, like, I just try and keep keep everyone happy and try, kind, kind of just keep a nice, happy environment. Not mm. that I don't throw pans and don't scream as much as I can. <laughs> and everyone seems to just go, okay, this is, this is good. I'm on a good wicket. And yeah. That's part of the squeeze, though, is like, okay, you've got to pay staff. Yeah. Probably more than you did 10 years ago, for sure. So, yeah. again, this, this better conditions and... It's charging and you've got to keep price. up with it as well. Like part of the, I don't want to dwell on it too much, the whole wage scandal thing, but like it's up to every business to keep on tack, track of that. You don't yeah. get an email saying, hey, we've changed this or we've changed that. The goalposts have moved over here now. Like you've just got to be on your game. Yeah. Yep. And I'm just a chef. Who's the, I just, I'm a dishwasher really that just sort of worked my way up. Yes. Just, I just like washing dishes. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know now, like... And we we actually fell victim of it like recently that we um, just for a few months thank goodness was underpaying someone yeah I, I don't know if you want to put this in but like, yeah that's all right uh, like no. it's, uh, it just turned out that they just because they were doing a task a pouring drinks that they 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 were a junior and they were working for us doing this job and then all of a sudden we sort of. In the training process, you, you, you don't even think about yeah, it. Yeah. You just and train they, someone. They Next thing you know, they're doing more jump duties. Jump up a level and... Next thing you know, they're, they've actually jumped a level without you really even sort of... Yeah. Sort of thinking about it and then... Next thing you know, you're you're a wage thief, yeah. <laughs> and it's like shit. Well, I think so Simon mentioned you've got to keep your wits about you. Yeah, like, that's like the thing. last episode of the, um, well, the first episode of the food fight, we got back onto wage theft, and yeah, I mean, we've 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 talked about it, we've flogged that horse a okay. lot. Yeah. But, you, but um, you, you realize in a couple of months. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Simon <laughs> like mentioned in two years. Yeah, like, yeah, like and, you and figure you know, it out. You're, you're a small, you know, yeah. small business. Yeah, and you worked it out and then rectified it. Yeah, cool. Um, it doesn't sound that hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking four years of... Like, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Listen, all, to, the, listen to the, the first thing. episode. All, I guess you just, everyone's just kind of learning on the fly with this sort of thing. We're all A lot of the time, of yeah. Sort of got running on instinct and like emotion, which is yeah. something that a restaurant, every good restaurant has a lot of emotion. Yeah. Uh, which is, can sometimes boil and create sort of environments. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's com- usually it's quite a good thing, like cre- creativity and coming mm. up with a good experience. At the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do is someone to walk in the door and walk out going, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Boil it all down. Yeah. I want to get on to small town and yep. in a second, but I don't think we nailed down exactly the some of your rationale for closing Sinisador because I think okay. that's important to moving off topic. identify. That's okay. We yeah. that's that's our bread and butter is going down tangents yeah. and rabbit holes on this podcast. But um like tell us about tell us about some of those other other decision like reasons why you chose to close because it was successful, you know, your hats and yeah. and all the rest. But um 
I'm, I'm assuming family so, was one of them. Yeah, that's probably the number one was, yeah, family reasons. Like uh, the squeeze was being put on me and my family. My wife works, she left sort of working on the floor at Sydney's door t- to work full time. She just drives to 45 minutes to an hour every day, every morning and comes in home in the afternoon. So then like I, I, I'm dropping the kids at school and I'm doing the grocery shop and I'm picking the kids up, taking them wherever. So my life is now, okay, all right, it's not all about me and my quest for yeah. culinary greatness. Okay, <laughs> duties and things. So family and not just family, but quality family time as well. So yeah. I wanted to be able to, my kids, now that they started school, were like, okay, so they only get Saturday, Sunday off and for a chef, Saturday, I was working so i'm like how do i get at least sunday off how do i fit that into the picture so we just sort of restarted thinking okay if i keep sin is it that that is going to get harder to do so when we decided to do small town we sort of okay we're going to make it small so i can keep all the same staff members work open seven seven nights at least and just be able to have a really flexible roster for everyone mm. and which included myself so i i I just hit the sort of 38 hours a week chef dream job sort of thing and so yeah. does everyone else. So it's like... You kind of have to build it in. I think like when you yeah. open your, your first restaurant and you're, you're going for hats you're and you're going, going for things, it. yeah. you and build now, in that you're going to work yeah. a fuck ton. So now... Like that's just built into it and it's hard to get out of that then. Yeah. So we made a conscious decision. Okay, I'm going to go be able to go camping on... We went you know camping on a Sunday a few weeks ago and... Epic. Actual things that you... If you push too hard as a chef, you, you, the kids are only small for so long. Yeah, and totally. Next thing you know, you blink and they're growing up, and yeah, it's like shit. What happened? So yeah, that that's the number one reason. And and then I think I've touched on the few of the other reasons: the squeeze, the rents going up. Yep. Landlord wasn't my favorite person in the world. She lived on site as well, so she was right there, oh. yeah, walking right. around. Does um? <laughs> Fuck, that'd be funny. Yeah, yeah, that's annoying. That was kind of a, another part, but that's for another day. Yeah. Does 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 being here though like it just seems to me being in town and 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 having the more casual style then potentially facilitates more of that that consistent local trade yeah. oh yeah for sure yeah that's um we wanted this place to be a little bit more i guess i guess this is the smart casual place um but we want it to be approachable with not not with sinisador the bones were already there so we just copied what was there this place was a, an accountant's office like six months ago like, and we knocked down all the walls and basically we see this as being on our terms. This is okay. People know who we are now. We're not trying to fit anything. We're not a, we're not a regional country farm restaurant where this is just hopefully just good service, good wine, good food, full stop. Yeah. Like, and like we've we got the bar up there where, so we've got the chef's a bit more interaction a bit like some of the my favourite restaurants these days that I go to where you sit up at the bar and you can sort of there's a bit more interaction love to sit at the bar more, yeah and you kind of see stuff always going take on. a bar seat always if yeah. there's ever an option so the bar yeah. that, that was something we wanted to build in there where you can sort of it's a bit more of an experience rather than just coming in for a, a simple meal and mm. yeah and there's not like there's not much around here like it yeah, yeah. yeah. so we're just yeah. sort of breaking the shackles of the old one and just starting this new thing that we're really excited about I awesome. guess, at the end of the day was, was the size obviously quite quite small it's it's really like small. 30 yeah maybe. when it's yeah. all in 20, 28 30 if we have to yeah. was, was that a consideration with with the new thing of keeping it small yeah definitely yeah um, we wanted it small we wanted it easy 
and uh, so it's all relative, I guess. The bigger restaurant, you get more people in the door, maybe, but well, you've got to spend more money to make more so money. It comes up in a way, comes like up profit margin. It's a ratio. Yeah. yeah, I've realized this having opened a bar recently. The the turnovers less, but then the the margins yeah. are, are much if better. You can, if you can find that sweet that a, spot, yeah. I guess mm. is what it all comes down to. Hey, we're it, not trying to make a million dollars. We're definitely just like trying to. Well, that's for that lifestyle that we, like I said, just be able to have weekends with the kids and like mm. as, as long as I can pay all my staff and my suppliers, and we're having a blast doing it. Like yeah, yeah. than a lot of restaurants do as well. Yeah, so, yeah well, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fascinating because. I think like volume is like there's this sort of yeah there's another sort of perception out there that people want to just make as much money as possible mm. and 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 that means more seats and more that seats, means more services more, more or sister restaurants well, yeah. yes yeah. Like all sorts of things means going more, on more staff which is yeah. Yeah, the biggest cost and yeah and more but the, yeah. like you don't necessarily have to like and and then even sometimes at that level like you, you'd still be making the same amount as if you're doing something else like oh yeah. you, and then yeah. it's it's, it's funny the day, yeah what's going into the find yeah. a sweet spot for it I think there's gonna be a place where you work the the, the right amount of hours and it's like I said you, you're building in your your work hours yeah um you know doing something from scratch sounds amazing you can plan to have like those days off you want and work around yeah. it and then that that's key to it really yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting everyone's happy at, like at, at the end of the day. Like that's all you're looking for. Everyone wants that job that they're happy to turn up to. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, feel like they go leave at the end of the night, going that was fun. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, those customers leaving happy and fed and yeah, yeah chuffed with it. That's, uh, that's it. All feels yeah. good. Cool. Like I said, if I wanted to be rich, I'd definitely do something else. Yeah, <laughs> anything <laughs> exactly. else. Yeah. Anything else but a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. stupid idea. Um, I should. I usually would have asked you this earlier, but for people who haven't been to small town or San Isidore, um. Tell us a bit about your menu and the type of food you like cooking. Okay, so again, like um, what I was saying was like every chef and restaurant person, I guess, has tried to build a restaurant about what they like to eat or drink. Or So this place is about like our, me and my wife's interpretation of what we like to eat. So it's, the menu's quite small. It's probably, uh, what is it, maybe 10 dishes and so a couple of sides and just one dessert that changes. Like we don't even, we just whip it up on the day so to speak like at the moment it's lots of stone fruits and mascarpone and like that sort of thing but it's like starts off lots of snacky things so i guess the whole premise is lots of smaller dishes so we when i go out i like to order lots of the tend to not go for the big mains like yeah mm. I like, i'd prefer eat six smaller snacky things than just go and have my steak and chips yeah. and just walk away going that was I'm full. Yeah. Spent I'd my, rather go, hey, my thirty-five dollars on my steak. I just yeah, I just ate like seven delicious things, and gee, that particular one was really good because it had that balance of sweet and sour and salty. Like that was amazing. It's well, it's more about that experience than the the actual eating a meal. It's I guess at the end of the day, we're trying to be an experience where people come and I guess that's what the name leads to. Small town. We're in a small town, but it's small, and the food's small. Like, and so the you know, we're trying to find that balance of like expectation of going, okay, do you have to just come in and have an entree main or dessert or can you come in and have a, like a little snack, a lobster yeah. roll? Kind of gives like ultimate Some flexibility s- then. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's like I said, it's on our terms. Yeah. yeah. And c- customers I think want that more and more. They want the, 
yeah. appearance of, they of, of choice. Choose of your own adventure, yeah, yeah, I guess, kind of, at the end of the day. Do we just go in for a snack and a glass of wine or do we want to have, you know, make our own little Dago yeah. or do we want to have well, three Well, yeah, you can do that. We, are, we actually have a, on the flip side of the menu is a prefix menu, $75 set menu, seven courses that sort of mapped out for you. So if you don't, yep. you can just walk in and say, we'll have that. Plus, if you're a group over six or more, you just kind of, that's what you're having. Yeah. So you don't want, last thing you want in a small venue is for a big table to come in and just yeah. spend 30 Go bucks a head. nuts on your alicard yeah, menu. Yeah, yeah. The just order. Bloodbath. Hardly, hardly anything. <laughs> and take up, like, literally a table of eight takes up half my restaurant for the night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you got to make sure you're, without being pushy about it, it's okay. okay yeah. Guys, I'm locking you into 75 bucks. Yeah. yeah. You guys and then you have a glass of wine. Hopefully you have some drinks on top of that. And then yeah. That, that's just to, like I said, find that sweet spot. <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly. That's not me trying to say I'm going to make a killing on this. Like, that's just me trying to just I yeah. think that, that get it going. The, um, the, smaller, the smaller offerings in the bar and things like that as well, it's that it, it can function as a place for people to just go and have a quick drink and a snack as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not going to walk into a, a place where they seat you and like it's like a more formal sort of yeah, restaurant experience and just have a gla- yeah. yeah and just have a glass of wine like yeah so i guess we that's kind another. of wanted it to be somewhere we, when we initially opened we opened at four o'clock hoping we'd get some people knocking off and just coming in for a bar snack it didn't really take off at this stage we were thinking about doing it during january as well but at the end of the day like like I was just saying, people coming lo- in for I'd us. I'd love somewhere like at Mullingong. Yeah. Just like, not that I ever finish at four o'clock, but if I ever did. You know, just before yeah. you start. Maybe it's before Yeah. Have a snack and a... Tell Andy to open Which up I think that's four. the way the cities are going. I guess being regional, we're keeping our... To, mm. to survive, you've got to keep your eye on what the, the big boys are doing in the city. And we're kind of... My, I worked at Circa in Melbourne with Andrew McConnell and he's kind of like one of my inspirations in terms of what he does in Melbourne is... Mm. He, every restaurant he owns is kind of in that vein, like... You go to um, Cumulus is open for breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's open all day, and you can just yeah. go in there and have a glass of wine and a yeah. piece of cheese or whatever. And yeah, all his restaurants are kind of like that's yeah. what I want. Well, that 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 cut the um <laughs> the Cutler and Co renovation they did yeah. to make a bar and a and a thing move away from the three hat that yeah. it was to to what they do now is a huge move. Yeah, mm. yeah. You got super normal just pumps all day, yeah. and yeah. So that's without giving my. Secrets away. <laughs> <That's kind> of, <laughs> These are people I've copied. <laughs> I've copied Andrew McConnell. He's a hero. He's a legend. So yeah, why not? You could, like, you could copy, copy much worse people. So. so yeah, if you can bring a bit of the city into the regional areas, I think mm. it always goes reasonably well. Cool. How is kind of the the sort of it feels like a horrible term is kind of sophistication of the diners and the customers, like with their with their habits. So that people and even with things like wine, I think is probably more apparent. Yeah, um, and what what people are willing to drink and what people are willing to spend, and you know, it, is Sangiovese weird? <laughs> like, like we're yeah, still so we're trying the whole. Bit. We're trying to push the like natural wine thing a little bit too here, which is must be new uh, for a lot of people uh, around here. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's sort of it has its hits and its misses. Yeah, like some mm. people send it back saying this wine's off or like this yeah, is really yeah. bad. Was really it's just funky wine, like yeah. which is part of the regional restaurant thing is you got to, you're kind of educating a little bit without sounding like we're like teaching people stuff but like yeah, you do you're trying to co- always push along. the push, pushing forward like okay this is uh, uh, this winemaker makes this wine in a concrete thing in the ground and this is it's amazing like mm. but that's an acquired taste as well so it's tricky yeah. mm. 
Yeah. I, I like natural wines, something that even the first time I had it, like a while, a few, many years ago, like it, at first I'm like, mm, this is strange. Yeah. <laughs> now it's what I, uh, almost exclusively what I go for. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but that's something that. about a regional restaurant that I find interesting is like we're, we're constantly trying to like bring that sort of element of the experience forward a yeah. bit. So can you kind of push the, push the boundaries, the ingredients? Yeah, you've still got to have your big you got to back bad Shiraz that Matty's going to have with his roast. Like, yeah. you know, like you got to have the, still the backbones. You. Yeah. The things like, that everyone we, We've had expect. no problem with green ants, but if I ever put any liver on, people just lose their minds and freak out and yeah. don't want to eat it. Like, yeah, right. It's so weird what people still have problems you, with yeah. eating. Yeah, so do, do you do that with, with your menu and ingredients, do you in think, as of, well? In uh, terms of like sort of guiding and, and, a few and pushing your customers? Yeah, like with the food menu, yeah, there's been a few things that like I can't think of any, like even just sometimes sea urchin dishes, which yeah, is like, one of the great gifts of the South Coast. But yeah, mm. amazing ingredients. Some, some people just, I don't know, see them as a bit of a pest or yeah, a, it's a gross. Lot, like, yeah, yeah, like... Not, I'm generalizing, of course, but yeah. Um, yeah, I try to keep my menu as interesting as I can in that respect. It's treading that line, you know, mm. always. It's no good having a dish on the menu for too long that if, if no one's ordering it, like, okay, yeah, psh, get rid of it. Should probably change. Let's try something that is a banger. Like, yeah. Mm. I guess it's trying to make that hit list of things that uh, at the end of the day you want every dish on your menu to yeah. sell really well yeah, don't as you? much as you might love love an ingredient or lo- love, yeah. love a dish so, so, certain dishes <laughs> obviously like the steak you've got to offset that with the, the maybe the gnocchi that costs you hardly anything and yeah. you can yeah. charge quite a bit more like Italian dishes are always good to chuck on every now and then yeah yeah that's why I do Italian restaurants yeah, it's just your margin. There's a good. boom in Italian restaurants, and they yeah. great profit and great burgers profit. and pizzas and yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the compromise. You either put your prices up, which I think the nation needs to start thinking about in the industry. Yeah. Do we put up because otherwise we go that route? We either have to make the food cheaper and burgers and chips, or do we? And it has to be kind of collective. Like we have to come together yeah. as an industry. And you can't say, have one restaurant still serving. Hey, why don't we all just put our steaks? five ten dollars yeah to reflect actually the cost that we're harboring you know where somebody's wearing that cost and it's yeah exactly it's the restaurant <laughs> like, yeah yeah it's either that or the supplier like or the well, farmer yeah. like they're, they're the ones getting squeezed the the customer who comes in bless them but they yeah they're getting a pretty good deal yeah <laughs> exactly like 75 bucks for your set menus great great value yeah in yeah. the scheme of things yeah even, so if, even if it's sydney if, prices, you, if, um, if you can identify loss leaders like you can have great dining experiences. For like, <laughs> yeah. I think the Cutler and yeah. Co. Um, the Cutler and Co. Seafood platter or something like that at yeah. fucking forty bucks a head or yeah. whatever it is is yeah. like if out of control. Hunt, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. After a while, you can spot them if you're clever. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I guess at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's an interesting one that the industry is at a bit of a crossroads. I guess at the end of the day, mm. we're um, who knows? Then, like, look, media you've still put like Good Food put up a fucking article the day about um, was it Chiswick's. $47 roast cauliflower. Yeah. And it was like, is this, is this Australia's most expensive That's cauliflower? And like bait. good food, yeah. who understand or should understand the issues we're dealing with, should not be putting articles about the price of dishes. Yeah. Like, like we should be it way past that now. Like, I, every sure. time they do that, I think it's completely stupid for, for some, uh, you know, a media outlet. <laughs> yeah. Every they couple of months, an article like yeah, that should Yeah, they should really understand the, 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 you know, what's happening. $40 in toasty or... Yeah, yeah, and it's like, it's... We're not talking about price of goods here. Like, if that cauliflower takes a fucking chef two hours to do, 
then that's, that's $50 on its own of that chef's yeah. weight. And they, they probably grew it on site, so they had to pay someone to yeah, like, so like take it's, care it's of it. Talking about cost is of, of, yeah, and then asking people not, if they're outraged about it. It's, yeah. it's a stupid media, in my opinion. Stoking the fire. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, to fucking like, like yeah, I often put dishes on. Like sometimes I'll, I'll get a seafood dish on, like a, a marin or something, and oh, yeah. I just basically put it on for what it costs me. And I, I, I often say it yeah. to my chefs, like it's my gift to Milton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's because it's, it's it, really it comes up again. I'll put another it, dish on, and they'll say this is another gift to Milton, charge, chef, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. It charge the proper price for like, a whole marin. Because yeah, it's like it's just not. It's not. If a, I, you can't yeah. do it. And because if I just put on dishes that made money, so to speak. It would be pretty boring. You would yeah, be able to afford yeah. those things that make you go far out. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> so nice. I put like row on things and it's all nice that to be creative with like cheap yeah. ingredients. Is so a kind of uh, again that's where ego comes in. Yeah, but know, it's also about creating a yeah like that but it's like level. yeah creating a restaurant that you know is 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 that level like you say yeah. it's like you, I mean if you, if you go well. I'm not going to put the row on this dish because then it just it blows just, the cost of goods out of the water. Yeah. Then, then it's like, well, then you don't have your restaurant, really. Yeah, yeah. Like at the but end of the day, it's, like, it's getting tighter and tighter yeah. where, where, where before you might, you know, you might put half a bug on, and now you're looking at, oh, can I do that? Like, what can I add to that dish now? Yeah, this, this is why you're seeing, and like, it's probably less because of a creative flair. A lot more vegetarian, like, or dishes yeah. built around a vegetable with meat added into it. Yeah. And it, it look, looks cool. And it's, oh, it's so creative. He's just using vegetables in this amazing way. Yeah. It's more of a fucking cost thing, I think. <laughs> yeah. So if you yeah. can do a carrot braised in fucking marin stock and then use the marin somewhere else and then yeah. this is for that. It's getting creative. It's but again, that's time. Cre- and yeah. Creative with your, your, your costing, if anything. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Alex, we'll soon wrap it up. Um, is there anything else you want to make us aware of or let us know? Um... Oh, I think we come to yeah, I don't want to like come to Milton. I feel like and try I, the if I say anything else, I'll open up another half hour of can of worms because <laughs> there's so many things. Hey, do you want to do you want to mention anything about the events of January? Uh, oh no, to be honest, no. To be, to be honest, talking no, about no, it too kind of makes me feel a bit sick in the guts when yeah. I think about January. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's uh, honestly makes me literally feel a bit sick. Yeah, so, yeah it probably says it all. I've kind of yeah, it's a bit like. Uh, a traumatic experience to be honest yeah. even though we weren't directly 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 affected it's something that would rather just well yeah. I would personally would rather just move on and yeah. just like it's kind of been my philosophy for everything as I was saying like just we keep our heads down and yeah. move forward like it's the community's rallied together we've been supported yeah. um, by the, f- the community really well like when we first we had to close a few days and when we first opened up people coming in just because they felt like they needed to support, support small business. So Absolutely. I guess at the end of the day, yeah, that's that's the massive positive yeah. out of it. People, even me and my family have been forcing, forcibly sort of or conscientiously going out and eating at restaurants yep. and stuff just to sort of keep the stimulus going. Yeah. And it's uh, that's a great positive that's out important. of it. But yeah, it's good to see. In terms of where we stand, yeah. I'd, uh, yeah, we'll just see. We'll just see. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully by the F- time... First years are tough enough. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. Um, all right, well, yeah, let's just put. Let's just continue as we talk to people like yourself, Alex. We'll continue to put the yeah. call out to the listeners to There's come down to South Coast and spend some money. Yeah, that'd be great. Basically, yeah. yeah. For sure. We'll uh, look forward to seeing everyone come down the South Coast this year. Yeah. So the South Coast needs people. And I think... Come down. I think I'm feeling good about it. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be a good year. Follows through on their promises and Facebook yeah. statuses. Yeah. 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 Bring them. Bring them down. Bring them um, down. How can, how can people find 
the restaurant online and on social uh, media? So we're at uh, smalltownmilton.com.au. Um, you can book online. That's probably our preferred way. Um, otherwise, we're just sort of in the, just off the highway, kind of uh, just sitting here. Yeah. Instagram, <laughs> Small Town Milton as well. Yep. 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 Find that. There. Yeah. Cool. Um, sorry, Simon, go for it. Oh, so Facebook the same. Yeah. Uh, we don't do Facebook Li- anymore. No, li- LinkedIn. LinkedIn. No, none of that. No. No. TikTok. People. <laughs> <laughs> no. Keeping it simple. At the end of the day, if it's there's good. one thing to sort of leave on a note, it's yeah. Let's yeah. just keep it simple. Keeping it simple down nice. in Milton. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Um, if the listeners out there want to get uh this show on social media, it's just the Food Fight Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at thefoodfightpodcast at gmail dot com. Think. Get in touch. Um. We'll get we'll get some questions from the audience and give them to future guests and things like that. But um, Alex, mate, thanks for so much um, Thank for having us in your restaurant and for talking to us. It was yeah. good. Thank yeah. you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.